Hi, Hi, Chris and Ray. Oh, shaky child. This is on the internet, Alex. Don't get me in trouble, please. Please tell me you didn't see anything. We're going to have to blur that one. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Full frontal shot. All right. Well, all right. Hopefully, we don't get reported. No, that was an accident. It's a good thing we don't monetize. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see. We've had a penis and a little pussy on the camera, so. There's the episode name. Hey, let go of my, let go, let go of my thing. Thank you. <laughs>I
like hone like be the wife who's like watching her husband and like can't right. have, like i actually want to go see those movies and i get like i want to go to the movie theater and the, the fancy one and do all that stuff but I'm just, I'm that <laughs> you can come Chris. it wouldn't bother me <laughs> yeah, I know when, yeah different group another conversation for another time sean <laughs> Gotcha. Uh, Sean, uh, when did you realize? Um, I'm kind of like Ray. I always knew I was a geek, like, really early on. Like, uh, when I was a kid, like, really young, you'd get up really early to watch Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, yeah. I'd get up to watch Star Trek because they'd be airing the Star Trek episodes, like, at the hairy-ass crack of dawn kind of thing. Uh-huh. Now, granted, at that point, it was either watch Star Trek or... Um, Rocket Robin Hood, or the '60s version of the Mighty Hercules. Both oh wow! So, yes, so I remember. Oh man, I that. Uh, I hated that one. <laughs> name, uh, Newton. Newton. Yes. Newton. Newton, the little uh, fawn. Over here. Yeah, I wanted to kick that fucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I get up really early and watch the original Star Trek. So, and I was uh, this would be like when I'm five or six years old mm-hmm. so you ever, yeah, want to, really, you ever want to take newton's flute and just shove up his ass and yeah it's it pretty violent oh, i'm pretty it. sure in like the edited versions he did <laughs> <laughs> so did you ever notice uh hercules i think they modeled the the 90s superman cartoon from hercules that makes they're almost identical that would make sense yeah it, it was kind of weird, but uh, anyway, I hated that show. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So you're bringing up Star Trek, and, and and see, this is this is I'm thinking about it now, and it makes sense. The group of guys that I hung out with, I mean, we all played video games, but, I mean, that was pretty par for the course for all teenage boys. Um, you know, we all played video games. Well, some of them were, like, really big into sports. Like, I never was. But, like, they were really, like, they watched football and, and basketball, like, you know, religiously. And that was the group of guys that I hung out. While they were doing that, I would, you know, doing, be doing something else. And, I mean, we, some of us kind of dabbled in comic books. And, and, and uh, you know, we played board games from time to time if we were bored or whatever. But it was like, you know, to me, that was just like, okay, well, we're just not necessarily the cool kids, but these guys are definitely not geeks because they're they're more like jocks. They play and they, you know, like sports or whatever. And then, of course, like I said, you know, now that I've gotten older, I'm just like, oh, no, they were total geeks. They were just sports geeks. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, I've had this idea for a show. This is probably one of the original topics I came up with for a show, uh, and we just kind of never have gotten around to it. And I was like, out looking back through some notes, I was like, oh, we need to do this one. Um, I refer to it as geek genealogy, and I wanted to discuss um, the people who influenced us and our geekiness. Um, and it's funny; it's one of those other things. That it's like it's not till I realized that I was a geek that uh, these other people in my life were geeks, and that. Uh, you know, there, there were the, there are these geeky things that they were, you know, that they loved that they were sharing with me. And I wanted to kind of see if everyone else kind of had, you know, uh, similar, uh, you know, uh, um, experiences growing up. You know, if there was, you know, a couple of people in their family or it doesn't even have to be a family member. If there was that person that just, you know, really kind of got you into something that, you know, you consider yourself to be a geek about. We want to, you know, kind of discuss that and share those stories. So uh, would anyone like to go first? 
Tell right. you what, I'll go first. Um, the first one on my list is someone who I totally, like I said, not, I never would have, you know, put that tag on him uh, being a geek is my grandfather. Um, he played, um, he played football in high school and in college. He, um, uh, uh, loved sports, you know, until the day he died, you know, he was constantly watching football. He coached, um, he, you know, he was really in, he was really into sports. Um, but he was also really into a lot of other things that he shared with, um, um, my brother and I, uh, that, you know, definitely, you know, I consider him to be a geek. Uh, the first one is uh, board games. My grandfather loved board games. Um, I remember as a kid, they had, uh, there was a, uh, uh, they just called it the game room. It was a game room and it went off into the garage. And in the game room, they would constantly, it seemed like it was every week. Hell, it may have been every week. Um, but it, it seemed like they were always having uh, some of their friends over and they were playing board games, whatever they might be. Now, of course, we're talking about uh, late 70s, you know, early 80s or whatever. So most of the board games, they were, you know, types of thing they were playing. They might have played Monopoly, but a lot of the times they were playing card games, Canasta, you know, stuff like that. But they were still having a really good time doing that. Um, but as he got older um, uh, and, and the grandkids, you know, started showing up, he would, you know, we'd play these other games or whatever. And before he died... Um, he, he had cancer and, and passed away in 86, I believe. Um, uh, like we were even playing some of those, do you remember those VCR games like oh, Clue yeah. and stuff? I, I, I have a very vivid memory of playing the VCR Clue, uh, with my grandfather, uh, you know, and the rest of the family or whatever. And, uh, yeah, board games was something that we just, we, he really loved and just kind of really shared that with me. And we didn't really play, bo- after he, he passed, we didn't really play board games for a long time. Like we played every so often, like I said, in high school, but it wasn't really anything until I became an adult and, you know, got a current job and discovered Catan and just was like, Oh my God, board games are like the freaking best. So, uh, I've, you know, I've, I rediscovered that, that love from him. In fact, uh, what's funny is, is, um, I've got these, uh, woven wooden bowls that, um, I remembered them using, you know, for snacks and stuff when they used to play board games and my grandmother didn't have a use for them anymore. So I asked if I could have them. So I've actually have been repurposing those, those bowls. Uh, you know, it's, it's funny. They're, they're not like, they're like these cheap woven wooden bowls, but like, I may, I don't know, you know, I never remember the dishwasher. I hand wash them every time, you know, it's just, it makes me happy to be able to have them. So, um, one of the other things that that definitely I would say classifies him as a geek and is something that he's passed on to both my dad and me and I've passed on to my kids is uh, model trains. Um, so like I said, he had the game room and then, the, and then from the game room went into the garage. In the garage, there was never a vehicle. I never remember a vehicle being parked in his garage because he had this huge uh, train set set out. And, um, you know, he had, you know, the little mountains and the rivers and like, it was, it was, oh, so much fun. And, uh, I actually still have some of the trains, uh, we've, we've used them to decorate the boys, uh, bedroom, but, um, like he really got, he, he, you know, passed on that love of model trains. And, uh, my dad actually, um, earlier this year, there was a, a, a model railroad convention, like in the town over, you know, next to us. So, uh, him and I, 
took our, you know, took my boys and went to that. And of course they had a blast running around looking at all the little trains and everything. So uh, for Christmas this last year, he actually bought them uh, a couple of um, uh, model train sets. And, you know, I just don't really have a lot of area to, you know, mess with them. It's one of those things that's on the to-do list. And he's planning on selling his house in San Antonio and moving up this way when he, you know, when he fully retires. And he's like, why don't y'all just save them and, uh, maybe I can set up part of my garage and we can put train sets in there. And I know exactly what he's he's going for. Uh, and I I love that idea. I'm like, absolutely, Dad. We will come over and we will run model trains and we will set up stuff and it will be it'll be awesome. So uh, the last thing that uh, that definitely I think classifies my grandfather as being a geek is um, even though the the term maker is fairly new, uh, the the idea, the, the the types of things that makers do, you know, crafting and stuff like that, has been around forever. It just hasn't really been tagged maker. And he was definitely a maker. Like I said, he, you know, would would do these uh, these elaborate little, uh, uh, you know, setups and stuff for these trains. He was constantly building stuff and everything. Um, uh, are y'all familiar with cornhole? It's basically. It, yeah, it's a weird name. It's basically a plank of wood or something that is kind of, it's a good size, it, you know, maybe, you know, four or five feet long. And it's like kind of tilted up. And usually there's a couple of holes, maybe one hole, there may be multiple holes on it. And most people play it where oh. they like toss beanbags into it or whatever. Oh, okay. um, he crossed that with croquet. And so he had this huge backyard and he had built all of these different ramps and they were like cornhole but basically we shot croquet balls into them and so he had them he had obstacles he had them that did different things and like mm-hmm. I, he just um he he was uh he liked playing chinese checkers but i guess that's still what they're called uh <laughs> and uh you know the board was always too small so he like i remember he had this huge piece of plywood that he drilled all of these holes in so that you know that it was it was large enough that you know everyone could get around the board and play it and everything and like I said he was just constantly building and making stuff like that and that's definitely something that you know I've I've thought about and I've I you know kind of keep with me and of course I have become a maker as well uh, but yeah it, it's stuff like that and and what's funny is is like I said it's it's one of those things it's like it's a tag I never put on him until like the last couple of years when all of a sudden it just like hit me I'm like my grandfather was a geek like I am. And like, he does a lot of the same thing. And it, it made me feel really good. Um, but yeah, so I, those were the things that, you know, classify my grandfather's geek. I guarantee you if, if I called him a geek in front of my grandmother, she would probably be like, what are you talking about? That's, you know, mm-hmm. she probably has some weird definition for it. And, and I just have to try to explain it to her or whatever. So, uh, but yeah, I, I you know, he was definitely one of the biggest influences on my life. Um, Especially being a geek, so. Uh, what do you want like to go next? I'll go. All right, Chris, who you got for us? Um, I didn't break it down by people. I broke it down by category of things. Okay, that's cool. Like it. Okay, so the first one I have is music. Now, I'm not, like, Laney level when it comes to music. She's a bit, like. She's up there. <laughs> she's right here. Kids yeah. use nowadays extra? She's extra. Thank <laughs> you. She's extra about music. I think she would take that as a compliment. I think so. Um, so growing up, um, my mom never liked silence in the house. Like there had the TV had to be on or the radio had to be on just for background noise. The house was quiet. It was just she hated. 
And I I have that happen now too. I hate a quiet house. It drives me bonkers. I have to have something up. So as a result of that, she always had the radio on. And um, the radio stations that we listen to up here don't play. Are limited. They're limited. It's better limited. now, but when we were growing up, there was. It like was limited. There was like three. three. Stations. So one she always had on was the local one, and they, especially on the weekends, they had only old till noon. Mm-hmm. And my mom. I discovered has really great taste in music. So from her, I got, um, she loved listening to 70s R&B and funk. And she would crank it and dance around the kitchen. And she just always had that stuff playing. And we, we worked together once when I was 18 in that radio station, um, would play their oldies till noon. And that's when I worked. And so that was fun. And then my dad's a big uh, instrumental rock guy. So anytime I'm, I was in the car with him or whatever. I, th- I think the proper term is he's a concert whore. He's a concert whore. <laughs> <laughs> You've used that term before. Yeah, <laughs> concerts. Um, but with him, he loves instrumental rock, just loves it. And he's, he was always, he still does this now. Logan actually made mention of it. He will hang onto the steering wheel, but then like draw them with his thumbs. Mm-hmm. And then he hums the, the song until he knows the words. But even if it's just two words, so sing those two words. And then continue humming. Um, but yeah, he just loves instrumental rock so much. He was always playing whenever I was um, at his house. And I just really like it. And I still like it now. The kids think it's crap, but um, oh. they, they don't get it. But then they play their stuff and I don't get it. So yeah, having music on in the house or um, just something on, I got from both of them. It was never quiet in the house. It was always something was playing. It was usually the radio. Yeah, my mom's that way about having something on. Usually it's the TV. Yeah. There's, there's always got to be something on. Christy is a lot that way as well. Like, she usually wants either music or the TV or something on. It's more so she's – the older she's gotten, the more it's been music. Um I'm just the opposite. Like I keep my headphones on most of the time because mm-hmm. I'm like, well, I don't want to, I mean, yeah, I could blare it, but then it's going to be too loud when I walk in the living room, when I go into the bedroom, it's going to be quieter. So usually I just have my headphones on most of the time. And, uh, but otherwise, yeah, the house is like dead silent, <laughs> So, but I hear it in here. So whatever. Are <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you full of singing and all that? Like Deb runs the kinder music classes. So it's, constantly like mom singing or the kids singing or it's kind of cute <laughs> Aww. except when your kids start singing a song you can't stand yeah uh, like old well. town road oh, logan likes that song i don't even know where that came from it's oh it's oh no 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 we don't have country music it's nothing here no yeah it's mm-mm. So, anyway. All right, Ray, what's, what's your first thing? All right. Um, uh, which one should I start with? You know, you I, did the same thing I did. Yeah, I did, I did. That's cool. So, I'll start with um, the guitar. So, I've always been attracted to the guitar. I always thought it was kind of cool, especially electric guitars, of course, because, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> never really figured out where that was coming from until we started talking about you know this show, show and something yeah. like that and what it came down to was my, I remember one of my earliest uh, I was like five, four, five I'd go and hang out with uh, my uncle Wayne and his son Ronnie had a uh, bedroom in the basement 
and he had rock posters everywhere. Nice. He's he a lot older. 15 years older than I am? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I think he's older than that. Maybe he's even older? He's, he's <laughs> so he's, he's way older than I am. But uh, the cool thing was, uh, you know, he'd, he'd be rocking out, always had, I'd, I've never seen this man with short hair. Mm-mm. He's always had hair as long as he can get it down to his back. Uh, and usually has a beard now as well. And yeah, he's always rocking out and he had, uh, you know, uh, Metallica posters up on the wall, Megadeth posters on the wall, whatever you could think of, he had them on there. And I remember in the corner, he always had this one guitar, and I was never allowed to touch it for obvious reasons. Obviously, yes. I, I was always like, "That's a kick-ass guitar," and yeah. So that was that was my one of my first memories that I remember of being introduced to the, that style of music. And I still, you guys know my feelings on rock. I'd much rather have rock station on than pretty much any other music. This mm-hmm. is like my dad has, especially pop music. Right oh, now. you hate, hate it! Oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Hang me now. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was one of the first ones I really remember. So thanks to Ronnie, I'm yeah, very cool. Love guitars. What's your first one, Sean? Um, I kind of broke mine into um, people that nurt like because I've always been a geek. Like I've mm-hmm. always known all that. People that nurtured it. That they may not have been geeks themselves, but they nurtured, they knew what I was and helped along. Or people that um, kind of gave like a turning point. They got me onto something else. Now, um, right off the bat, it, both I'm going to just lump my parents together. Um, okay. Both mom and dad, they did their best to nurture that aspect of me. Lots of Lego sets growing up back when Lego sets were like just a jumble of blocks. You built the thing once and then let your yep. soar kind of thing. Um, when uh, they knew that I was interested in Star Trek um, and like Doctor Who, when other kids are watching Polka Dot Door or Today's Special, I'm watching Doctor Who kind of thing. So they uh-huh. they knew pretty early on that kids into science fiction. So when um, TNG started in 87, so I was only eight years old and all that, dad would take time to watch TNG with me. I remember those nights. And then uh, later on, when TNG moved to Friday nights, mom would watch them with me. We'd make like the date night and all that. And later on, it was followed by X-Files. Nice. Specifically, okay, no, Friday night. It's time to watch our shows kind of thing and like Stargate and stuff like that. They would, that would be our bonding time. Um, the final episode of uh, TNG, when they aired it on city TV, they also aired it on the, at the Skydome. Um, oh, we didn't know that. So dad was in Toronto that weekend on a business trip and he scored me a couple of the, like it was free tickets. He, he got me a couple of those tickets as mementos. No. For the final, oh, that's episode. awesome. That's awesome. Um, they took uh, there was a traveling Star Trek exhibit, and they took my sister and I to Toronto, which was pretty far away, and all that. We went, we went to it, that kind of thing. Um, yeah, I say both my parents. Now they had their own interests. That 
neither of them were really into science fiction. Um, Dad's a musician. Like he's, he was in bands galore and stuff like that. He like worked the cocktail circuit to pay for our trip to Florida and stuff like that. And had all the records and stuff. So I used to go down and listen to all his stuff, but um, yeah, neither of them were really into science fiction, but they, they knew I was. So those two really nurtured the geek in me. That's awesome, dude. And actually flows right into uh, the next person on my list. My mom, Um, she loves sci-fi movies and she loves sci-fi television to include the next generation. Um, I never really watched uh, the original series of Star Trek until I got older. And then I, you know, I was like, Oh, Hey, cause I, once I got into TNG, I was like, well, Oh, there's more of this. Oh, let me check into that. Um, but okay. So going back to my original statement about when I kind of figured out that I was a geek, um, I, uh, TNG pretty much always played on Saturday nights. Um, I can't remember. If it, I think it was after, but it, I think it was after, um, American Gladiator. And so, you know, you've got these guys, like I said, most of them are, you know, pretty, you know, like I consider them to be kind of jockish. And we're like, oh, hell yeah, we're going to watch American Gladiators because this is awesome. It's a bunch of, you know, beefy dudes and chicks running around, you know, you know, doing all these really cool things. By the way, really wish they'd kind of bring that show back. That's kind of awesome. Anyway, um, so we'd watch that and then we immediately settle down and, and watch The Next Generation. And, you know, it was me and my group of friends and it was my mom. And, uh, you know, we, and then afterwards, of course, we would discuss it. And, you know, we had a lot of good times doing that. She also took me to my first con, which was a, uh, a Star Trek convention because, you know, this is before all the comic conventions and stuff. And it was in Austin. And I specifically remember it was in November. And so, so she takes me and my brother and some of our friends. Uh, I think my dad went as well. And we went and um, Gabe McFadden was there. Uh, was only one of the the group that they you know that they had, but she was there and she's up on stage and you know she's talking whatever. She starts asking questions and my mom, you know, says, "Can my my son's birthday is next week? Could he come shake your hand or something?" She's like, "Sure." So my brother got to go up and shake her hand. We thought that was really cool. Uh, but yeah, she's always been into sci-fi and and has enjoyed it or whatever. Um, she loves like Harry Potter and has really gotten the the kids into, uh, you know, she's trying to get them into that. Uh, my bro- my brother's kids definitely more so than mine. Like mine are, you know, we're just trying to, you know, we're we're meandering right now. Uh, <laughs> I'll talk about that in a second. But uh, anyway, so she's, you know, she's been really big into sci-fi and stuff. Like I said, she took me to my first con. Uh, she's also loved board games uh, forever, and um, you know, so we, especially when we started picking up, started playing board games as adults more, you know, she really fell back into that as well. Uh, she's a brilliant strategist uh, when it comes to board games. Like you definitely don't underestimate her. In fact, I'll never forget uh, we were playing a game of risk and I had the opportunity to wipe her out and I took pity on her and she ended up coming back and wiping me out. (laughs) And she literally looked at me after the game and was like, did you learn a lesson? I'm like, yeah, don't, it, when it's a board game, don't have pay. She's like, yep, that's right. <laughs> She's like, because when we're, when we're playing war, you're not my son. And I'm like, okay, got it. Good. Um, she never really was into video games, but there were a couple that she got hooked on, specifically uh, Dr. Mario. I will never forget when Dr. Mario came out, um, like staying up and playing and being like, all right, mom, I'm going to go to bed. And she's like, okay. 
I'm like, all right, well, good night. And I'd wake up like at two or three in the morning and walk back in the living room. My brother is passed out on the couch and she's still playing. Uh, one of the other games that she, I never would have thought she would have got into was when the Super Nintendo was out, We, uh, one of my friends had bought the four-player adapter so we could play four players and we were playing Bomberman and we were just you know taking turns cycling through that. And she gave it a shot and loved it and she was just right there in the cycle. So like literally, I think we were playing whoever had the lowest score or the lowest two people score, like jumped out, two other people jumped in and she was right in there with us, just having a blast and, you know, having fun playing, you know, uh, video games and stuff with us. So, uh, she's definitely been a big influence. And then, um, I don't know if all couples are this way. Does it seem like, especially when it comes to like the kids toys, one adult kind of like keeps up with it more than the other. Cause like I was definitely the one like, Christy was like, okay, well, you know, we let's buy the boys a Transformer figure or whatever. Who do they not have? I knew. I knew exactly who they had, who they didn't have, who they needed, whatever. It didn't matter what toy it was. I I was the one that was locked in like that. My mom was the same way. Uh, my dad couldn't have told you. No clue. But my mom instantly knew. Like, the only reason we got double of any Transformer was because we both asked for that particular one. Never doubled up. Like, she knew... She wasn't into Transformers, but she sure as hell knew, you know, what was going on. So, um, I think the only thing that we kept track of was Skylanders. Yes, the Skylanders. That was it. Gotcha. Yeah. Other than that, it was kind of free for all because most of the stuff that the kids are in, you could do multiples of anyway, like Lego sets. Mm-hmm. And yeah, get multiples. <clears throat> yeah. But yeah, I've always been the one that, like I said, of course, you know, I'm a big kid, so that didn't hurt either so uh but yeah it's like i said she was always she was always into you know uh like like you said even if she wasn't into what we were necessarily into she definitely you know um um you know helped promote it you know if it was something if it was if it was something you know reasonable or whatever you know she definitely you know wanted us to to explore it and you know kind of go for there so uh but yeah that was the that was the second person on my list was my mom so Aww. who's next on your list chris uh, so my next category would be sort of my, I love homemaking. I do. I really like, so knitting, uh, baking, uh, gardening, any of that kind of stuff I get from my grandmother. Um, my sister and I spent a lot of time with my mom's parents growing up and they lived on a farm and my like typical 1950s couples, my granny was always in the kitchen all the time. Um, so she was because my grandfather has the ability to make himself cereal with blueberries. That's where it ends and begins. He just sits over himself. So my granny taught me how to knit when I was nine years old. She, um, I remember her teaching me. She cast on for me, and I made this really long. It was only like 10 or 15 stitches this long, but it weaved in and out. And I remember going to her sometimes, and she didn't say anything. She wasn't spoiling anything. She just looked at it, kind of looked at me like, how did this happen? Fix it and then give it back. Um, she used to knit uh, Barbie clothes. She used to knit. Uh, she knit my doll. I had a doll named Tanya when I was ten. She knit my doll Tanya an entire snowsuit. It was red and it was amazing. Wow. Uh, she she has it still exists. It still exists. It's at my mom's house. <laughs> With the snowsuit on, it's amazing. And I wrote her name. I wrote my doll's name on her back. Anyways, um, my na- my granny has this butter tart recipe, and these are coveted 
large hearts. Everybody in the family. She used to make dozens upon dozens of them when she was more able-bodied. Um, and I am the only one in our whole entire family that actually knew and was witness to making these butter tarts. I got calls from my aunts about this. Wow. So, We're not allowed to mention it to anybody. No. So what the secret is. The secret. <laughs> you can't know. I, I happen to be there. When you were, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just that love of slowing down. She didn't like doing it. She confessed later that she didn't like cooking and she didn't really like doing it, but that was kind of the role that she had to have in the 19, you know, the mm -hmm. 19th life. But she was just so good at it. And I just really loved spending time with her because she was lovely and sweet and patient with me. And it was really my love of the sort of the domestic science of, um, it comes from, from her. And she's rad. Awesome. Yeah, there, there's a recipe or two in my family that's the same way. It's like, you know, yeah. do you, you know that? You got it from said yeah. person? Can you? Yeah. It's yeah. one of those things. And, and nobody knows. Know you can't have it. it but nobody knows yeah. where to find it except for me because it's not called butter tarts. No. Mm -hmm. Just call it that. It's something completely different. So when my grandparents moved from the house that they had before to now, my mom rifled through all of my granny's cookbooks. Some recipe. Uh, like, uh, you're, not, I'm not, you're not getting it out of me. I actually, it, it, so now it's a bit lost. I don't really remember much of it, but I do remember the secret ingredient. So, mm -hmm. yeah. and that's what, and that's what makes it. <laughs> nice. Very cool. Um, you reminded me of something. Like I remember um, the the closest thing I'd have I would have to that was when I got Evil Lynn. You know, with the rest of my He-Man characters, she didn't have a cape. And I was like, Mom, she's got a cape in the cartoon. Why doesn't she have a cape? So she made a cape for her. And I was just like, awesome, great. Now, so she's got a cape. So, because, I mean, the rest of the characters, the rest of the dudes look pretty, uh, you know, spot on with the cartoon. It's like, why didn't they put a cape on Evil Lynn? That doesn't make sense. Whatever. <laughs> so, uh, Ray, what's your next one? Um, so, okay, I, I'm going to touch on something here uh, real quick before I get into this next one. So I don't list my mom on this one for, for influences. Aww. Because she was, she, so she's adorable. She, I could tell her that I wanted to paint with mud and, uh, and she'd that's, give you the mud. she'd give me the mud. Like she's, she was very loving in the way and supportive. And I could tell her that, um, that, uh, a crumpled piece of paper was, you know, was my portrait of her and she would have kept it. Uh, like it's, she's. <laughs> she's over the top in how much she's extra yeah she, she's <laughs> it's adorable yeah uh but thankfully i had my dad okay kitty and red those are my parents from that 70s show gotcha uh, kitty we, you know my mom very supportive and my dad called me a dumbass uh but uh that being said i'll move on to the next one here so um speaking of my dad um i I have a very um, fond memory of, and my dad got into, I love going to the theater. And I think where it really started picking up, I was 11 years old and my dad was like, want to go see Jurassic Park? Like, yes. Yes. <laughs> so we go, but he doesn't, and my dad's usually uh, a little bit on the cheap side. Uh, well, doesn't he take me to the special director's cut that's playing in Toronto and it had extra scenes in it and it was 
Totally awesome. Uh, the scene where I've, I've talked about it to a few friends before, you know, the scene where the guy gets spit on, and he's got acid on him. Okay. Uh-huh. In the director's cut, he's holding his intestines. Like it's, and I'm looking down, like I remember watching this thing, like, oh my God. And, and so he's holding his intestines as he's trying to get back in the Jeep. And, uh, and I remember all of that. And it was an awesome movie. And, you know, that always got you whatever treat you wanted. And as long as you were good and quiet, you were good. Like, but he, he <laughs> Yeah, you had to be quiet. That's you had to be quiet. That. That's the key. With but uh, yeah. but yeah, it was so going to the movies was always extra special when he went to that with that because he he made sure he was a little extra mile for you to to make sure you enjoyed it as long as you were quiet. That's awesome. <laughs> so, but yeah, love of movies definitely started with that, and then uh, eventually I remember going to uh, we were watching uh, um, I just remember this too. We were watching a movie uh, at the drive-in theater in Old Sound. And uh, at that drive-in theater, there's there's two screens, and Dad always parked perfectly so that at the back, so that if he didn't like the movie at the front, he'd watch the second movie. (laughs) (laughs) In the second movie, and and he's like, ah, I don't know. He looked over, and it's playing Terminator Two on the other screen. He's like, hey, you want to listen to that one? Yeah. So we clicked it over, and we watched Terminator Two instead. Nice. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Sean, what's your next one and or person? Um, well, I did a nurture with both my parents last time, but I got to go back to my father because he, he turned me on to um, Brit, Britcoms, British TV. And ah, okay. Um, he was always big into it. Saturday night was either Saturday night at the movies on TVO with Ellie Yost. I don't know if Chris and Ray may remember him. I know it's anyway, it was it was just this host that uh, they always air a couple older movies and instead of commercials, it would be interviews with like the actors and stuff like that throughout the movies by this gentleman at Ellie Yost. And like most most kids, like I'd be like eight or nine maybe 10 or whatever most kids at that age are like no way these movies suck and no i was right into it and if it was bad movies on we'd flick it over to like pbs and watch like are you being served or keeping up appearances that kind of thing Uh and i I remember it so fondly like we got banished to my parents room because my mom there was no way she's watching that stuff so we'd watch it on like this little 19 inch tv kind of thing um, but yeah, to this day, like I've got them all on DVD. I watch them religiously. Uh, and every time I watch it, I just I think of my father and I know it was him that got me into it. So it was one of his things and all that, but yeah, it turned into a bonding thing. Like every now and then we'd like be watching it and then he'd like reach over and pull out some pepperonis or something like that. And <laughs> but, uh, yeah, back to my dad. So mom and dad both not only nurtured, but they did get me hooked on some stuff too. Yeah, sounds like it. Yeah, my dad does like uh, Britcoms as well, and every so often he'll bring up one, and because you know, we'll I'll recommend you know if I see something. Of course, I haven't hardly watched anything recently, but you know, I'd recommend something to him. He'll recommend recommend something to me. Once again, rolling right into my next person. Uh, the the last person I had on my list is my dad. Um. Hmm. 
he would I, I don't want to say he's the least in, influential but he's uh he's definitely a car geek like he's really big in cars i'm not so much but i i can appreciate um i can still appreciate you know looking at you know like going to an auto show or something with him and appreciate the cars especially if they're older vehicles um but like uh last year i think it was i finished up a uh ghostbusters event and um and, and uh, he was like, you know, hey, there's a car show here. Do you, you want to go check it out? And I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, as long as it's 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 fine. You know, after I'm doing this thing, and he's like, yeah. So we went and did that. I was still, I didn't have the pack on, but I was still in gear or whatever. And he's like, are, are you okay? I'm like, I, I walk around like this okay all the time. I'm fine. Uh, so we went to this car show. We had a blast doing it. Um, he also loves board games. That's another thing that you know we've uh, since we started playing board games as a family. You know, is um, like a lot of times it's, it's, it's me, my brother, my dad, and my mom playing, um, or, you know, some combination of us with other people or whatever. But yeah, he loves board games as well. The other thing is he enjoys going to the movies and there's stuff that he's like, he's seen maybe all of the Marvel movies. Like he's not like super into them, but he's seen them. He does enjoy going to the movies, um, and, including things that like, I completely thought he wouldn't have any interest in. For example, uh, a couple weeks ago, um, he was, you know, he had come over and visit or whatever. And he was just like, you know, so what are you doing the rest of the evening? I'm like, oh, not too much. You know, we're going to put the kids down and I think I'm going to go watch a movie. He's like, well, what are you going to watch? I'm like, Godzilla. I'm going to watch the new Godzilla movie. He's like, well, can I come? I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. You, you want to go see Godzilla with me? Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. That'd be awesome. So he ended up going to see Godzilla with me. Um, he, you know, he, he enjoyed it. Uh, but like I said, there's a lot of movies that he, I never would have thought he would probably go see but he he enjoys going to see movies or whatever uh so i'm you know i'm looking forward to him fully retiring and moving up this way uh because i may have someone to go see movies with that i don't normally like i'll go see movies with jen sometimes uh i'll try to go see movies with uh laney and joseph sometimes i'll try to go see movies with my brother sometimes but if he's retired like he may be my go-to Hey, listen, it's I'm trying to go on Tuesday night because it's super cheap that night. Uh, everyone else has work the next day. Do you want to go? And he'd probably be the one to be like, yeah, sure, let's go. So, uh, but like I said, he's he's uh, and he did he did take he did take uh, me and and uh, my brother and our friends to a, another convention. Another I don't think it was a comic convention. It may have been another Star Trek convention in Austin. Um, but I'll, and I'll never forget that either. Walking around, and, yeah, because it was a Star Trek convention. Because I kept looking around, going, "What's all this comic book stuff doing here? This is supposed to be Star Trek." Uh, <laughs> like it just didn't, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he was probably my uh, one of the other people that had a big influence on you know my geekiness. So uh, between my uh, my grandfather, my mom, and my dad, it's I, I don't think I had a prayer of not being a geek, <laughs> to be honest with you. So. Uh, all right, Ray. Uh, Ray. Uh, all right, Chris. Uh, who's who's your next person? Or or or. So my general category, <laughs> category of geekiness. Um, I had a bit, not a bit. I had absentee parents growing up, so I was left to my own devices a lot of the time. And TV was sort of my. I was a bit. I was also a bit of a latchkey kid, so I was really allowed to watch whatever I wanted to. So for me, it was, I found, that's how I found out about these things. I, it was the next generation, uh, X-Men, uh, movies. When we got the movie network, I just would spend hours watching the movie network. Um, because I 
didn't have any supervision <laughs> growing up. <laughs> I was allowed basically to watch whatever I wanted to watch. And uh, that's where I discovered a lot of these things. And, and, and my love of movies came from, and a love of watching television came from nobody telling me to turn off the television. Um, so thank you, Mom and Dad, for not being here. <laughs> <laughs> My mom worked and was, uh, and so she just wasn't around. And then my dad just, he lived 10 hours away and I never saw him. Um, but yeah, so that's where it came from. But the older I got, when Ray and I started dating, we were just kids, we were 17. So he got me, I had somebody to go to the movies with. Our first date was the Green Mile. Spider. No, it wasn't. It was oh, the Green, Green Mile. Because yeah, yeah. we went to the wow. Theater, that's right. 1999. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was for Spider. He did. He cried because he thought he was trying to like. I let, a, I let a couple of tears go for was, Green Mile. I was gonna say, did you cry? Because I'll be honest, I like that movie. Fucking is cry. Oof. She didn't. I was I, trying to impress somebody. Yeah, it didn't work. It didn't work. It didn't um, work. I would have been like, well, then you don't have a heart. But a lot of, but that was our thing, especially when we were younger, was because that was really the only thing we can do was go to movies for dates. So my me starting to want to go to the movies started when we started dating. And now we've carried that on to the kids. And that's sort of like our family outing is when we love to go watch movies with the kids. And like July 2nd, like we'll Spider-Man. <laughs> and also it's come up more with just hanging out with you guys. And and then really with the kids too, they've turned me into more of a geek, and and sharing what we love about being a geek with them. And it yeah. turns out they're little geeks too, which is pretty cool. Well, but what I love is that it's come full circle in the way that even pop culture has gone back to uh, all those really geeky things like Stranger Things and all yeah. that stuff. And so we can share, hey, yeah, you know what, that kind of stuff. You know, come back when it's dark. Yep, that's what it was. And uh, my finger has hovered over the buy button multiple times on Coca Cola's website to buy the 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 the, the new Coke just because of Stranger Things. I feel you. I understand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's where that's really when I get into my geekiness was just me being sort of left alone. Yeah. That's where I found. TV and movies was just, yeah, was that. That's cool. Yeah, that's where it started. All right, Ray, what's your next person and or category? Okay, uh, I better talk about my sister because she influenced a few different things. So I'll, I'll try and do it more what you did. And, and oh, that's fine, whatever. Oh, she, because I've got a few more to touch on back with dad when I get back to that one. Um, so with Rebecca, I love her dearly. She's, she's, Wonderfully weird. She was always a popular one, though. So I knew I was okay when she started watching Star Trek The Next Generation. <laughs> she watched that? Yes, right. Oh. <laughs> so I, I would always try and watch it, and, and like nobody else in the house kind of got it. And then when she started watching it, I was like, okay, now I know. Like, this is okay to do. Nice. Because <laughs> she was the popular one. Yeah, and so, she was very popular. Um, and then she started actually watching uh, – um, uh, what's the next one after that? Gate? Uh, DS9? Yes. Okay. She was watching Deep Space Nine, 
and I just couldn't get into it because I didn't want to sit there with my sister. So, <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah, I got to watch that. I'm going to go play video games because I don't want to watch that with you. So, uh, but she also influenced um, uh, my love of music a little bit more. Like my parents don't have the greatest taste in music. They're they're okay. They you know, smooth. Smooth jazz, Smooth jazz. Is, yeah, that's my mom's thing. Uh, Elevator music, she gets into that shit. Oh yeah, which wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, but it's just it's great. I turn out uh, okay, mom. That's me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, thankfully, my sister introduced me into other uh, influences, um, and then she kind of got off into a little bit of. You know the weeds when she started listening to jungle music and house music, house music yeah, and rave music, and really she was getting right into that. And I'm yeah. like, okay, time to find my own. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's when you know I I really started getting into You're more in alternative punk. rock, punk music. Yeah. I really got into punk for a while and a couple other things to rebel against my sister because you know that's <laughs> what she got to do. So, um, yeah, but that was definitely a big influence as well of those types of things with with her. Uh, and then a combination of her and dad really got me into audiophile. Like I, I really love good sounds. Uh, uh, my, my parents, for Christmas one year, they bought us oh. a stereo <laughs> uh, system. I think it was, we had just moved in together. Yeah. Was this our first combined Christmas present? Yeah. Something yeah. like that. And then she, so I opened the box. I'm like, this is awesome, right? Stereo system with subwoofer, four speakers. I'm like, yes. I didn't know She's what like, it was. Is it a microwave? <laughs> <laughs> it's a stereo system. He was <laughs> so excited. I'm just like, and, yay. And Dad was excited for it. So, I didn't yeah. know what it was. I felt really bad. <laughs> so, so Dad got me into that part of it. And then my sister with the whole music thing got me into the car, the audio. With the car. Uh, and the car. Yeah. And, uh, and I really got into that. Um, yeah. That Saturn was pretty kitted oh, out. Yeah, my Saturn. When he would come visit me, you could hear him coming from about a block away. <laughs> they yeah. turned it down. Yeah. You could hear him. I think we previously nicknamed it on the show the Panty Dropper. <laughs> Not the right way. I've heard, I have heard uh, multiple stories about this car. <laughs> yeah. 1997. It's a 97 four-door Saturn SL1. There you go. <laughs> well, it was like a, uh, it was like a, a forest green. green. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's interior. Let me tell you. Nice. Got me. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, that was kind of. That's my sister, anyway. Very cool. <laughs> All right, Sean. What's the next person and/or genre on your list? Um, I've got. Um, so I moved when I was a kid. When I was in halfway through grade five, and had to do the new school thing and all that, and really really sucked but it, one of the people that helped me with that was actually the librarian at the new school and i ended up being like one of the library helpers and stuff like that and ran like the um the book fairs and stuff like that and his name was james naismith and at that point like i love i love to read i've always loved to read and all that but i would just read anything put in front of me i wasn't really keen on any particular series of books he's the one that introduced me to fantasy novels uh specifically forgotten realms um he gave me the crystal shard and 
said, I think you'd really like this. And sure enough, I, I got hooked on it. Uh, all the Forgotten Realm books and stuff like that. And for, it was a, the beginning of a love of fantasy novels. And I just couldn't put them down. I still got the original ones and stuff like that in my bookcase. I actually gave my son Patrick the first Crystal Shard to read uh, just yesterday. So oh, that's awesome. So, because uh, I was I was about to reread it myself, and then I was you know, why don't you try this, Patrick? So, um, but yeah, uh, unfortunately, he passed away a few years ago, I, I found out. Um, but you, you have a teacher or someone in the school, one person you always remember, and he, he's top of my list. And he wasn't even a teacher, he was the librarian. But, um, yeah, definitely uh, influenced my reading habits, but also it was it was a turning point. So, yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, your librarian was way cooler than ours. Yeah. Ours was just, <laughs> she, was, she made us watch the Ten Commandments every single year. Oh, yeah. Every, every, I didn't every, think they were allowed to do that. Every year we had to watch the Ten okay. Commandments. I like the Ten Commandments. I watched it at Easter. I can't yeah, get my family. It was like oh yeah, but every friggin' year. Every friggin it was year. Like a, so you had to go to the library. If you went there the whole time for ten years of your school life, or all. <laughs> That's a four movie. <laughs> oh yeah, every every year, Mrs. Martin. She was a big talk. woman too. Like she oh, yeah. was scary too. My uh, my fifth grade teacher during every assembly and especially Hi. during this one, he always passed out. Fall asleep. So he'd be a <laughs> or Mr. Fish would get like this. And oh, yeah. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. Where did you watch? Did you watch in the gym or something? Oh like yeah. That? No, but yeah, you, you watched yeah. in the gym. But if you had your class, you'd watch it in the library too. Yeah, but it was mostly in the gym. That we you should have marked the library door with lamb's blood or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, should have that. <laughs> That oh my god, that's interesting. That's that's something. Um, I actually only had three uh, people on my list, but uh, now that I think about it, I guess the other people I need to include would definitely be the group of friends that I had growing up, and then kind of extending to the group of friends that I had in college. Um, my brother's one of them. My good friend Lewis is one of them, and then uh, we had several other guys that you know I hung out with. And like I said, you know these guys, a lot of these guys were like super into uh, basketball, definitely really big into football. Uh, but, you know, like watching The Next Generation on Saturday night was like one of our things. Going to Blockbuster and renting, you know, Terminator 2. Or I, I'll never forget, um, I didn't, I hadn't seen Terminator and uh, either one of them. And then Terminator 2 had came out on video and uh, we were playing a trick on my, on my friend. And, you know, it was hard to find it had just come out. And so we went and rented Terminator 2, but we also rented Terminator 1. And uh, we pop it in the VCR, and it starts playing. And, of course, everyone else was in on the joke. And he's like, this is the wrong movie, guys. We're like, no, it's it's Terminator. That's what you said. He's like, no, 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 no. That, that, that's not what I said. I said, you know, we're like, no, Danny, you, this is what you told us. This this seems like a pretty good movie. And he's just like, he, <laughs> I thought he was going to have an aneurysm he was, before we finally broke down and told him. But uh, him, my friend Aaron... Uh, my friend Sean, like we, like I said, we would get together and play board games. We played video games like just insane amounts of time. Um, 
And then when I got to college, that's when I met Cyrus and his brother Manon and, uh, you know, a couple other friends. But like Cy and I, like we, you know, deep dives into movies like he freaking he saw the genius that was uh, um, uh, oh, what is it called? Uh, Austin Powers. He's the, he saw the genius in Austin Powers. I was like, yeah, that was an OK movie. He's like, no. You don't understand, and like broke it down. I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. This was a really good movie. And then, of course, when the second one came out, it was. Uh, but um, yeah, like uh, you know, we got really into you know uh, playing video games and stuff. He was the first person that I would consider kind of a, a cinema cinema because he was really into not only the 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 movie itself, but like the background, to, you know, for it, the making of it. I mean, we, we were taking a, a radio television classes together, so we both had an interest in. And, you know, television and stuff like, you know, the production side of stuff. Uh, but, yeah, he's the one that really, you know, was was kind of the deep dive guy into, you know, hey, this movie's really awesome and here's why. So, uh, and then, of course, you know, we've carried on that friendship ever since. But, uh, yeah, I definitely had a, a group of friends that, uh, like I said, during high school, I, I didn't consider myself to be a geek. Obviously, I was. And then, when I like, when I hit college and stuff, that's when it started to really come out. And I was like, yep, I'm hanging out with some geeks. And they're cool. And I like them. And I'm one of them. So, it's all good. So, Speaking yeah. of Austin Powers, so, with my father always giving me the Britcoms and we'd watch the Saturday Night movies, which was a lot of times it was a James Bond movie and all that. So, when we went to see Austin Powers together... We got all those references, especially that first one. Like uh-huh. it was basically James Bond mashed up with all these British references, like the Britcoms. So we were howling with <laughs> laughter. Like we were rolling around in this theater. People are walking out because they didn't think it was funny or they just mm-hmm. didn't get it. Yeah. Whatever. We laughed all the way home, like to the car and then the 20 minute drive home. We could not stop laughing. It was so good. But, and I got that from my old man. Like, uh-huh. I got every reference. And I wasn't that old when that movie came out. But that's it, still, it's, we still quote it. Like, 30 <laughs> years later, my dad and I are still quoting that one. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, Chris, did you have anyone else on your list? Uh, yeah, I got one more category. Um, so... I, I entitled it my hippie ways because um, I've been a bit of a granola crunchy type person for a good chunk of my life. Um, you don't say. <laughs> gotten worse over time. Um, it first started from my grandparents um, because my grandfather's a depressionary, depression era baby. He was born in 32. I and know exactly what you're going at. Keep going, because I, I, I understand. Keep everything going. Everything has a use. You do not throw everything away. Make everything you can make do with what you've got. Uh, everything from scratch. He's he's what? I mean, he's a little, he's not as able-bodied as he used to be, but he was a hard-working man. And he took me and my sister freaking everywhere. And I went to an alfalfa plant when I was 15. Uh, <laughs> but he took me everywhere. He took me and my sister everywhere. And um, so it really started that. They had a 100-acre farm when I was growing up. Um, and I remember, this is not a very heavy thing to do, but he took me out. He had a shotgun. And we had, he, uh, I was around when he would stick it down the groundhog hole and <laughs> shoot them. I remember that pretty vividly. And he was telling me why. And I didn't know. And I was like, it was odd. It was kind of jarring. 
going with your grandpa and you're just out in the field and you're having a good time and he sticks a freaking gun down a hole and blasts it. Um, but he yeah, taught it doesn't come up behind you. Yeah. <laughs> he taught me how to uh, drive a lawn a riding lawnmower, how to drive a tractor. He um, he really just yeah, we were his shadow. We just took him us around everywhere. More because we got dumped on them a lot when we were growing up. Um, and then my granny, again, baking everything and making everything from scratch and making clothes. And then a lot of, we, she had this thing, what we called the tickle truck, which is a Mr. Dress Up reference. And she had saved all of my aunts and my mom's prom dresses, semi-formal dresses, grade eight grad dresses, little fur muffs and their toys. We used to play with the 1960s era Easy Bake Oven, which was a fire hazard and got really, really hot. Wow. She saved it all. And um, so it just started with that. And then they sent us to camp, a summer camp. And it was a it was a bit of a hippie camp. Like there was composting and uh, there was no electricity in any of the cabins and uh, things like that. And I loved being there. Absolutely loved being there. And then um, nobody I knew was like this in high school. I didn't have friends like this. And then when I went to college, I went to college for park and forest recreation and ecotourism. And it was my professors that sort of continued this. And I had one professor, and I can't remember his name, but he had a thing about front lawns that I still carry with today. He hated them, hated front lawns. He made it a point of telling us that he hadn't cut his front lawn in three years and that there was a, two news articles written about him. One was praising the fact that he hadn't cut his lawn in three years. And then the other was a complaint by the neighbor about him. <laughs> but that's when I started meeting like-minded people. It wasn't until I was in college, but my professors were really cool. I had a tree uh, professor um, named Dave Hendry, and he was pretty, he was pretty cool. And, um, I got a really good marketing class because I just thought he was awesome. You came to one of my lectures, my earth science lecture, which he hated. But, I <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, but that's kind of where it started was my grandparents and then going to camp and then that profession. And then now it's just sort of been a, a kind of an obsession. Sorry. And I dragged you along with me. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> <laughs> things you do for. That works both ways, dude. I'm aware. <laughs> um, do you have anyone else on your list, or? Uh, so I do. I'm gonna. I'll, I'll talk about two things in one little shot here, if that's okay. Yeah, you're good. So just to go back to what uh, my dad influenced uh, a little bit more. So uh, hockey being one of them. Uh, he was the reason why I became a goalie in hockey. Uh, he's the reason why I played hockey in the first place. Um, and he, yeah, he always had the game on. And if you wanted to hang out with dad, you had to go watch the game with him, right? Like that was, uh, that was kind of the deal. So, um, but it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, and then I remember strapping on those pads and, you know, kind of, kind of going through and, and playing that and, uh, Dad would be up in the stands always, and uh, or behind you, or behind me, yelling at me one way or another. <laughs> but looking back on it, it's pretty cool that you know he and I had that experience together. So um, the other thing that that Dad did, uh, so he is a police officer, and or sorry, was he's retired mm -hmm. now. But uh, 
when he was in Toronto, he used to be in um, the motorcycle part and he used to ride the Harleys for the Toronto police. Uh, and he loved riding motorcycles so much that he, uh, he went and got uh, a few different gold wings. I always remembered him with a bike. Uh, like that always had a bike. We always go jump on the bike and go for a ride uh, everywhere. Um, and so I always had a love for bikes and I never really got into it uh, until later in life. It was mm-hmm. after kids. Um, and so I've had a couple of bikes, but I, I still haven't gone for a ride with my dad yet, uh, side by side. And so uh, it's kind of cool. My, you know, I, I told you guys the story that I got the bike now. It's a 1979 Goldwing. Uh-huh. which is awesome. So my my goal is to get that fixed up and, and take Dad, uh, well, he and I go for a ride. Uh, yeah, he wants it bitch. He, he so. wants it bitch, so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> which is fine. <laughs> but uh, I just thought it'd be kind of cool to you know, ride side by side with Dad. So. That would be awesome, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the la- Oh, uh, so the other thing with, with Dad about the cops, uh, man, I love a good mystery. A good, a good mystery. I Chris hates it when nope, we watch. No, just the real. When I was a kid, we used to watch Unsolved Mysteries. We would watch, you know, all those shows. Uh, cops. We loved watching Cops and stuff like that with Dad. Um, and then, and so he really influenced that kind of uh, that. But now, when I'm watching movies, especially if it's a mystery, I'll be like, okay, this is where the story's going. This will be the end. She gets, <laughs> she gets mad. She's like. What? <laughs> I just, well, I suspend disbelief when I watch movies, and he is spending the entire time figuring it out. So it's mm-hmm. frustrating. You're just like, he just can't enjoy it. You just had to freaking figure it out. Part of that. <laughs> so, but yeah, that was kind of, uh, it, that's that influence there. So the last thing I'm going to talk about, and I, and I feel horrible because I don't remember his name, and I don't remember the family's name. My parents had um, uh, a lot of friends that we'd go hang out with when we lived down in the Toronto area. And one in particular, I remember being pretty young. It was when The Legend of Zelda came out. Uh, it was in or around that time that it came out. Okay. I remember going to one of these family friends. We were hanging out at their place, and they had an older son who had, again, a bedroom in the basement where they had the entire basement to themselves, and they had lights and, and shit everywhere. And he had Legends of Zelda. And he was playing it, and he's like, do you want to hang out and like play this? And so I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. So he was showing me a few things, but he had hand-drawn the map. So oh, nice. Frame by frame, and he would draw it out and then put in tips and tricks for each little spot whenever he found one. And, and he said, well, this is nothing. And he flipped it over, and he showed the second map. And I never knew Legends of Zelda had a, a second map if you beat it the first time at the time so it was it was really cool to to see that and, and be influenced by that because ever since then uh video games i'm always looking for those little secrets or you know those, those little extras uh and and now your and boy loves loves Legend zelda, zelda. Legends of zelda is like yeah next year for him yes. so uh yeah it's, it's pretty cool that that uh that lives on in the family right now so. mm-hmm. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Sean, do you have anyone else or uh, anything yeah, else you want to? I got a few, but I'll just I'll buzz through them. All right, cool. Um, so uh, in high school, I had a, a, my 
computer science teacher and also my uh, he was my math teacher and stuff like that mr delat he was an engineer but for some reason just didn't go high he just wanted to teach in high school so he was a really smart guy huge star trek fan too so like he would get dressed up full klingon regalia and all that during halloween oh wow cool please yeah so but uh so when i went through high school i was kind of the last of a group of other students that were really into star trek and tng and stuff like that so they basically all graduated like the year that I started in grade nine. And then there was no one in the high school after that, that student wise that cared for Star Trek. So it was pretty quick that Delat found me out and knew <laughs> that I was into Star Trek and all that. So <laughs> I guess a lot of the faculty was big into Star Trek too. So what I would do is I would tape the TNG episode the Friday night, give it to Delat the next time I saw him and then I'd get called to the principal's office a few days later to collect my tape the principal was the last one in line that needed to see it are you serious that is yep. so awesome dude I used to have to do this uh i did it for a few months so, <laughs> totally but um yeah they were basically the and a couple of the other faculty members were the only ones i could talk to star trek it was kind of annoying because none of my friends were into it or anything like that but uh no, we'd like get into like philosophical debates about certain episodes and stuff like that. But Delat, he was a big influence. Um, also, he kind of like got me into computer science as well. I ended up taking like every computer science course they had in high school and took computer science for a degree when I got out of there and all that. So, um, who else do I got here? Uh, so I. I got a couple really good friends, uh, Ray's met him, Josh and um, Mike. And so Josh, I went to public school with, and we've always, we did the computer science thing, the gaming thing and all that together. And then I met Mike in university who kind of took it up a next level. By then Josh had kind of fallen out of that. But uh, Mike, big into gaming transformers the whole nine yards we ended up like rooming together that kind of thing we'd order all the transformer episodes off of ebay uh, on vhs tapes and then just duplicate the hell out of the tapes and um it, to this day we were still into that like i got beast wars the other day on dvd and he's like all gung-ho kind of thing and he's in ottawa right now so we don't get to see each other very often he's like seven hours away but when he comes down, it's gaming weekends and all that. Like there was one weekend, it was just him came down, brought his laptop and we sat at my kitchen table for two days straight playing Diablo. Nice. Was, so <laughs> it was one of those nurture things that he was a really big deal on that one. Um, my father-in-law. <laughs> so when I first met my wife, uh, online of all places we met in a chat room kind of thing and she thought I was a stalker because it turns out we grew up pretty much in the same town just never met uh -huh. so I'm talking about all these people that she knew kind of thing and those places that she knew and freaked her right out but anyway we uh when we finally hooked up and all that she said oh, you're really into Star Trek you might want to meet my dad I'm like who who wants to meet like the father of your girlfriend kind of thing <laughs> 
anyway sure enough we meet and he like hey i want to show you something you're like star trek right i want to show you something so he brings me down the basement i'm like oh god here we go opens up a door and the first thing i see is a model train set you know, this whole room is covered with a model train which i've always loved trains but i never really got into it and then he's like no look up and above the model train set is it's all lined with star trek novels he had a standing order with Coles that he had every Star Trek novel ever made up to that wow. point. Wow. So, and then I'm like, oh man, I'm in heaven here. <laughs> so, um, when they did move and downsized and all that, guess who got all the Star Trek novels? <laughs> nice. So, that was a few years ago. I've got them all. They're, right now, they're in boxes, which sucks. They're, I found a couple older ones missing in this collection that i've since remedied mm -hmm. and i've also now i have the standing order with amazon so i've got all the novels ever printed and all that so i just oh there's a new one you want to borrow this one out here, here you go kind of thing <laughs> nice he doesn't have time to read them as much but like i had to get a freaking computer program to keep them in a database like they're just <laughs> so many i think they're like over 800 Jesus. Whoa, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, that's amazing. There's that a lot is. of stuff. That's why I need that <laughs> built over my carriage house to like house all my freaking yeah. But he also, so he re-energized the Star Trek thing with me because like all these novels, because then we could talk shop. It was great. Um, but he also got me into the model training. Um, I've got all the stuff. I haven't been able to assemble it, which uh -huh. is for like the last 15 years, it's killing me. Um, but I went with N scale where he was doing HO. Okay. Uh, yeah. Just because the room that I had was a lot smaller in my old house. Yeah. So in order to make the turns, I needed it smaller. Of course, now I'm going to have this huge space now. I'm like, crap. But I think I'm going to stay with the N scale. If you've already got the N scale, keep it. Dude, yeah. Like I've got, you know, you know the prices on that stuff. Yeah. I've got the Oof. DCC system and, like, I've already bought the locomotive and, like, tons of track. and Anyway, and uh, my last one was uh, just my wife, uh, Deb. She, is, she knew I was a geek right off the bat. Um, she wasn't. <laughs> like, she knew Star Trek, wasn't really into it. But with having a father like that, you get certain things. Um, she was... Oh. She loved Voyager, um, so there you go. We had that, but um, <laughs> she knew how much I was into it, and she's really never said, no, you can't watch this, you can't watch that kind of thing. Um, since then, I've gotten her into, like, Britcoms and stuff. Like, she enjoys Are You Being Served and Keeping Up Your Appearances. Red Dwarf, she loves it. Um, but it's not something that she would, like, oh, I'm going to watch this now. Like, I'm going to watch keeping up appearances on my own or something like that. She's, she still has her own thing. Kind of mm -hmm. like, but she, she lets me indulge myself. I was able to name all our kids after Star Trek. Yeah. That's, that's huge. Say, that's... Yes. Yeah. She had to tame you down though, because I heard that you were going like pretty far left with some of these names you wanted to name the kids. <laughs> We were having a hard time with Catherine. Yeah. 
really you think like, we were thinking Jed Zia and stuff like that, and like now nah, <laughs> didn't want you her uh, kind of thing. <laughs> so no, I think Catherine Jane was a good one. So yes. they've all got great names. But uh, yeah, well, once I got the first one in, though, like mm-hmm. yeah, there's no turning back after Patrick Stewart. No. Nope. Yeah. Nope. Okay, what's the next? We were really worried with Willie because one, we didn't know if it was going to be a boy or a girl. Well, after Catherine Janeway, like, who the freak else woman name do you come up with? So I think Jadzia really was getting pretty high. But uh, <laughs> you're fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, when uh, when we found out it was a boy, it was like, yep, William Riker. There we go. We're good. Nice. <laughs> But uh, yeah, uh, Deb, she's she's nurtured this geek for the last fifteen years. So that's awesome. Yeah, that's very cool. That's it on my list. Well, good deal. Um, I guess let's go ahead and move on to our picks and pans for the week. Um, I guess we'll just go ahead and keep the same uh, pattern that we've got now. Um, I've got a couple of picks. Um. Well, three of them, actually. Uh, the first one is Godzilla, if you haven't seen it. Um, let me be very specific on this. The the reviews, the critics and stuff are kind of split on this. Um, if you know exactly what you're going in for, if you know that this is basically just the modern update to watching a guy in a giant rubber suit fight other guys in giant rubber suits, but instead it's all computer animated and it's like a thousand times larger scale and it's fucking awesome, you're going to enjoy this movie because... The humans, it's a little better, but you they did take they did take the criticism from the other Godzilla movie, and you there are a lot more monsters in this one. Um, but yeah, the science is it's garbage science. No one cares. What no. sure the Earth's core has got radiation and it re-energizes Godzilla. Sure, whatever. I don't care. We'll get back to the fighting. That's all. <laughs> That that's what I bought a ticket for, and that's what I'm getting, so I'm good. And like I said, I went and saw it with my dad, and he he enjoyed it as well. Uh, but yeah, so if you haven't seen Godzilla, go see Godzilla. I did go see another movie uh, just the other night. Um, it's not as it's not as definite a a pick. Um, it's The Dead Don't Die, and it's um, that looked pretty good. Um, if you do not like super dry humor. Like, just, like, beat you on the head type humor. Um, and uh, you're not a fan of classic zombie movies, you're not going to enjoy this movie. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll probably have a good time like I did. Uh, like, like I said, the, the humor is super dry. Um, and it's just, like, the, li- the, the delivery of the lines is just so... <laughs> Dry is just the only word I can come up with, but it's it's done really well. It was I enjoyed it. I had fun because I mean, like they're literally like just looking at each other for you know three, four, five seconds will go by before someone even says anything. And it's just kind of like the same joke over again. Like they hammered the same joke over and over again three or four times, and you know they're going to do it. But that's what's funny about it is they're going to hammer this joke. You know it. They know it. They just go with it. Uh, so like I said, if you know what you're getting into for both of these movies, you'll enjoy them. Uh, and then the third one is uh, I, I have to uh, uh, kind of parrot you there, uh, Sean, on having a wife that is not a geek, uh, not really into geeky things, but has always supported me. 
uh, like when we first met, I was really big into Transformers and uh, Dragon Ball Z and Star Wars. She had never seen Star Wars. Uh, got her to watch Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> she understands my compulsion about Transformers stuff. Um, I, uh, yeah, she's, today is our uh, 17 year anniversary. So, uh, yes, it's, <laughs> Uh, we, we got to really kind of celebrate last weekend. Uh, so this for, so today we really didn't do too much of anything. Uh, we did go eat dinner at a, uh, uh, a hibachi grill and we decided to take our boys cause we thought they would have, they would have fun with that. And of course, you know, they were kind of like, you know, what's, what, what's so cool about this place, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, a couple tables over, they start seeing the fire and they're like, is that, <laughs> is that going to happen? I'm like, yes, if you will wait, there's going to be fire. <laughs> right there <laughs> so uh but yeah we had a, we had a good time doing that so um but yeah so those are those are kind of my three picks uh oh one of the just kind of a late thing sean you'll enjoy this i just got this in it's the first issue of the transformers slash ghostbusters uh crossover and um uh, yeah i should be getting my ectotron hopefully sometime soon because that is a transformer i've been waiting for my entire freaking life <laughs> <laughs> so you're gonna turn the Ecto One into a robot? Hell yes! <laughs> so I just uh, uh, read my uh, Transformers and Star Trek crossover. Oh, really? Nice. Enterprise into Transformer. Nice. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that should have happened a long time ago too. So yeah. Uh, so those are my those are my picks for the week. So uh, Chris, do you have a picker pan for the week? Okay, so it's been a while since we've talked, so I have some stuff. All right, go for it. Okay, so first I'll do my pan because I only have one. We are nearing the end of Vex Generation. I had to stop the audiobook and bitch. I had to rant. <laughs> I hate Britt the Elder the much that I can't do it. I hate her. I hate her. Not the book. No, no, no. The character. The character. Have you finished? Have you finished the book? Oh, we're, we we're almost there. Okay. I hate her. Uh, there's. Easy. I haven't started there, that one yet. There's a little bit. There's just a little bit with her, and then no, it's okay. Stick. I understand where you're coming from. Yes. A little bit. A little bit is what got her going. <laughs> I had to stop it. I'm like, I, I started, I literally went, ah, in the car and had to stop it because it was just really, I just wanted to throat punch her. Okay. So, Scott Meyer, <laughs> kudos to you. Great writing buddy for writing such an irritating character. Okay. Anyway, so Pits. Um... Our cottage neighbors are from Michigan, and they're very, very sweet. And they were talking to us last time, last summer they were here, and how in America your cereal aisle is just bonkers, and I absolutely love it. And we love cereal that we can't. Thank you, Ray. Mm -hmm. So she bought us Kix <laughs> and Fruity Pebbles. Nice. <laughs> Thank you, Allison. Um, uh, Logan last week, uh, so the kids were done school on Thursday, so this week uh, they had their last assembly. Logan's teacher called us the night before and told us that she had won the citizenship award for her class and that Logan didn't know, so I cried. And then we went to the assembly. She was like, what are you guys doing here? We're like, oh, it's the last assembly. She had no clue, so when her teacher went up and said these wonderful things about our daughter, and then said, and the award goes to Logan Andrew. And the look on her face, she was utterly shocked. She got tears in her eyes. She had this big grin on her face. And I started crying. And so there was a lot of crying. So that was great. Um, <laughs> also went to the mixtape tour concert with my sister in Toronto. 
And that's New Kids on the Block, Salt and Pepper, Debbie Gibson, Tiffany, and Naughty by Nature. I didn't go. He didn't go. <laughs> I was New Kids on the Block since I was nine. And it was amazing. And I love my sister very much. And we have very, very similar tasting music and sense of humor. So I couldn't talk the next day. We were just screaming and singing. It was amazing. Uh, the kids got good report cards. Uh, and then today we were out and um, we had to get, we had like a snacky dinner tonight. So we stopped at Tim Hortons and Tim Hortons has these Beyond Meat sausage biscuits now. Mm -hmm. It made me so happy. It was so so delicious and it tastes like sausage it was amazing um and then i kind of got a job i have a new job <laughs> Wait, what now yeah i have been a stay-at-home mom for over 13 years and my sister-in-law is opening up a store hopefully next friday and i will be looking for her kind of wow. administrative stuff so yeah so that's a new chapter <laughs> in my life but i'm very very excited and i'm not i'm not stressed out about it or anything like that i'm just really excited and happy about it all <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> yeah that's yeah very cool so that's it that was my big laundry list of stuff <laughs> deal. ray do you have a do you have a list of things well i have a couple of things she hit on a lot of the stuff with like Logan and my yeah. sister opening the store and stuff like that. So I'll pick the stuff that's not as big of a deal. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Raptors win the championship. Last time we talked, uh, we didn't talk about it at all, but the uh, NBA championship goes to the Toronto Raptors, uh, which was pretty wicked. I was able to go to game five with my dad, which was amazing. I saw that. That was very cool. Yeah, it was absolutely incredible. Um, I saw it today. Uh, I saw it today. I know it came out a couple days ago. Paul Rudd has joined Ghostbusters. Yeah, that looks cool. Should be interesting. Yes, it is. I love Paul Should Rudd. Should be interesting. So, uh, and then the other thing is, uh, I finished Outland. Um, oh, okay. I'm interested. I'm curious as to where we're going to go. I yes, there's discussions that need to be had. Yes. <laughs> yes, there is. And then, yeah, we are very close to finishing Vex Generation. Yes. And uh, I don't want it to end. I don't want it to, to finish because... I know. That means... It ends. It's done, and I don't want it to be done. Well, maybe, maybe not. Well, well you know what? Like I said, once we do the episode, um, I do plan on contacting Scott Meyer and seeing if he wants to come back on. So I we can do a wrap-up. Yeah, it'd be cool. So. Um, it'd be cool to talk to him about it because I want I want him to announce that there's going to be a TV show because there was a couple episodes or there's a couple things in there that uh, that have happened. Sean, don't worry, I won't ruin it for you. But uh, <laughs> there's definitely some scenes in this book again that I need to see on the TV. Right? Like it's yes like that I can visualize that happening in my head. Yes, I want to see that happen so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think I know what you're talking about, uh, but we'll have to talk about that later. Thanks, um, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Sean. Do you have a laundry list of things, or? Um, I'll keep it short. I got a pick. Um, so Patrick, my oldest, graduated from grade eight this year. Nice. We were so proud of him. All that. So we were at the uh, the graduation, and he won the science award. Oh, good. That's the award that both Deb and I wanted to win, and we didn't. Uh huh. 
so we we're like so proud and so jealous at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I, I'm gonna hang that award up with uh, Deb and I each got an award when we graduated too, so it's gonna go right in between ours. Aww. Very cool. So proud of them. It, it was it was something he really needed, and it just came at like the perfect time. And, like the the <laughs> so. He won the award because we didn't know it was happening. Uh, for these awards, you don't know in advance. Um, and he had no idea. So when they announced it, so I'm like running up there with the camera and all that to get the picture and all that. And as I'm running up there, I'm like, he's going to be a deer caught in headlights. Like, I got to get him to smile. So I went, nerd. <laughs> the whole auditorium just broke out laughing and then when they like quiet down it's like it's the only way i can get them to smile click <laughs> so and then uh <laughs> when he goes up again to get his diploma um i run up to get the picture too but this time i like turn around because i got all the faculty right behind me and i'm like what should i call him this time to get him to smile <laughs> and I said it loud enough so everyone heard and all that. So he did the smile thing again. So I was able to snap another picture. But uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty pretty big night. Uh, Deb was just in tears. Oh yeah. So, <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. And he graduated. Didn't fall on the stage. It was good. Um, oh, yeah. My con is so I've been doing concrete uh, reinforcement of my carriage house all along the back for like the last month mm -hmm. i do it in like 11 foot sections and all that it's just because it's a stone foundation it's kind of crumbling so i did the last section today so all those other sections was about four bags of concrete not too too bad this last section was a bit deeper and i needed to make a step so i had five bags of concrete oh lots and i like put the five bags of concrete in and i'm like looking at it and there's like there's there's not lots here I ended up having to put in 17 bags of freaking concrete. Wow. Thing. My arms and back are so sore right now. Oh, like, I'm in this, I'm in a couch talking to you guys, and I don't think I can get back up. <laughs> it's so bad. But it took me all morning. Uh, when I had to go back and get more concrete, of course, Deb and my mom and sister are out uh, walking the town uh, shopping. So I'm covered in sweat. My shirt's just a mess. Concrete dust everywhere. I'm like, crap, I have to go to the hardware store like this because I don't have time because I got concrete setting already. So hop into my truck knowing I'm full well, I'm going to have to like gut it now because it's like a disaster. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I walk in, she's like, ah, I knew you'd be back because I'm like dripping sweat and like, how many more bags do you need? I was like, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So it turns out 17 bags. I got everything all cleaned up. And a freaking chipmunk runs across the back of my uh, my other poured concrete, across the new concrete, and digs a hole in it to get into my carriage house. I've like cleaned up all the tools. Everything's done. I was so furious. A chipmunk of all friggin' things. The only satisfaction I have is I know that bugger's gonna die. <laughs> through the concrete, he'll be covered. His back will be stiffer than mine tomorrow. <laughs> Little bastard. But 
<laughs> I've never I've never seen anything like that. Like he literally dug a hole into the concrete. That's crazy. <sighs> it is crazy. Period. Yeah, so that's my con. <laughs> yeah, I would I would say so. Yeah, pretty rough. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that is it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. If you would, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Music. We're also available on some of the other streaming platforms that are skipping my mind at this point. Uh, but, yeah, definitely you know, check out the show. Recommend the show to someone else. You know, Say, hey, you know, if you like geeky stuff, like you know, give the show a shot. Um, uh, we also have a couple other shows. We have the Marginally Geeky Show. Uh, we'll be recording a new episode of that here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we are doing uh, the final book in the magic 2.0 series uh the vex generation like what's already been brought up uh marginally geeky just recorded this week so we'll probably have a new episode of it out here in the next week or so uh and then you can find those on uh those shows as well on all the different uh streaming services uh you can check us out at epicallygeeky.com and follow us at epically geeky on facebook instagram and twitter uh we do have an etsy store as well i've I'm currently backed up on stuff, but I'm trying to get it cranked out as much as possible, uh, especially if you've ever wanted a quote-unquote full-size Matrix of Leadership. Got you covered. Um, and then you can follow us individually as well. Where can we find you online, Chris? Um, here at Epically Geeky on Marginally Geeky on Sustainably Geeky, and we just recorded uh, an episode on Tuesday about light pollution, which was very very enlight- enlightening, not to use that terrible pun, but it was. <laughs> I learned that I'm fine. That didn't, and it happened. Um, but it was really, really informative, and I learned a lot about it. The woman who's on there, um, she is more than an expert in her field, and it's a really great episode. And you can find me on Instagram at Cedar Birch Cottage. Plastic Free July is coming up, and so I will probably start posting again. Very cool. Uh, Ray, where can we find you? Uh, the Reluctant Yeti on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I have been putting a few things up that I uh, have made. Uh, so my sister needed a couple pieces for some of her picture frames, so that's what I've got a couple more coming as well. And then I uh, we went to Michael's today, and I got uh, I'm enjoying the the watercolor lately. Um, so I've got more coming. Um, I've got a lot of different ideas. So. <laughs> It's uh, the spark uh, has has started to something, and so I got to keep going with it. Very cool. Where come? Sean, can we find you online anywhere? Yeah, you find me here, Epically Geeky. I'm sometimes doing the marginally geeky if I can actually get caught up on the books, and um, I'm thinking about creating a web page for snuff films for chipmunks. So there you go. I'll look for that in the future. <laughs> 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 when you said that, I immediately thought of you like walking around like Chris's grandfather with the shotgun. <laughs> Shotgun's too clean, too quick. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to pay for this. <laughs> and if you want to follow my individual wacky adventure, you can follow me at Optimus Gene on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For everyone on the site, have a good night. This has been a presentation of the Epically Geeky Network. 